This is Badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You got to hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it. Episode 170 of IcoPod, and it's the season four premiere of the podcast. I am Bob Conley Jr. With me, as always, is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. Austin and I have been doing this for four years. Dallas is just getting into his second year. And this week, we have the year-end awards for 95 and also the 1996 Raw Bowl, whatever that means. Fellas. How excited are we for season four? And are you confident with your awards that you uh, you picked? Your winners for the awards, Austin? Has uh, it really been four years? This would be going on season four, yeah. Starting of the fourth year. Holy shit, I gotta stop doing this. And you know, it's it, it's re- what's really exciting is just thinking back. I was never asked to join... I was pretty much exiled on being an Icopod. It's literally until, not true. We asked until we were one like, year ago. And you were like, no, nah, man, I don't think I could really do it. And then we had you on Beach Blast 92. You said about eight words. <laughs> and he hated it. So I yeah, figured, okay, fucking, we're in the clear. He's not going to want to join. Yeah. We're good. Well, then, just a year ago, Bob's like, hey, do you want to actually do it? And we then I know ju- why. We know why. Okay, you're 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 fucking not fooling anybody, because here's why Dallas did it, right? He said, "Let me get on this podcast that I don't give a flying fuck about. Right. Let me cut my teeth. Let me get in the groove here. Let me weasel my way in between, you know, Bob and Austin, and just do what I got to do. And then, wait a second, I'm gonna do what I originally intended to do, and I'm gonna launch." A total nonstop action wrestling podcast. And I'm going to steal Bob. And I'm going to take all of Bob's love for podcasting. I'm just going to nosedive it into the ground. One day a week, sometimes two, with TNA. And that's that was really Dallas's alternate motive through all of this. It's not because he you know, wanted to necessarily join Icopod. It was his way in. The door was cracked. So he, of course slipped his little foot on through and uh here we are a year later since he's joined well i'll tell you that's the truth (laughs) there for you i think you're right well you know there's a good chance but uh me and bob have been killing it over on the tna cross the line podcast and i want to know when your next guest is okay i'm gonna fucking put you on blast right here on icopot when's the next tna guest coming on because like i'm ready we, well, we, we, we've been trying to get you on there, but you don't want to do it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying people who may yeah. have been on TV before. Yeah, well, me and Bob have not uh, – we haven't focused on trying to get more people on it. So currently there is no one. We haven't even done another bonus episode in You're probably six months. Up. You're fucking up. We're fucking up, but I'll tell you what. Uh, we're killing it. People are loving the show. Our Twitter is, is great. It's at Cross the Line TNA if you want to follow us. 
Yeah, you can and, tell where the reset, where the resources are going these days. And you know what? You say I'm killing Bob's love for podcasts. I think Bob's loving it more than ever. I don't know because Bob st- was talking about the the magazine idea and uh, he, bearded thoughts teasing a return. So Bob is podcast ready as he chokes right now. Yeah, well, I'm dealing with a fucking cough because my life sucks. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm loving podcasting. Uh, the most in my entire life. If you've noticed, I've not done the magazine idea. <laughs> so well, you gotta you gotta get because realistically, yeah, all the all that would be is me reading a magazine to everyone. So I mean, do I want to sit here and read eighty pages of a nineteen ninety six wrestling well, magazine? It's I mean, like an audio book. It's an audio book. Listen, right, I'm right. not. I'm not gonna do thirteen hundred magazine on tapes. Listen, if you're if you're a loyal listener, listening to one seventy of Icopod right now, drop us a comment. Do you want to hear Bob read magazines from ninety six covering the shit that we're covering? And I bet you at least three or four people will say yes. No, they're they're all gonna say hell to the no. I don't know if a one man podcast really works. It's a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Because here's a fun fact about Icopod. All right. Before I even asked Austin to do it, I watched the first Raw and tried to do like a solo commentary on it. Mm hmm. And it was not fun. See, that's something I didn't know. I didn't know you did. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did do that. Um, It's just, it, it, it felt awkward because you're just talking and trying to fill error. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's funny to bring up too because I, I texted Bob when I when I pitched the TNA idea and I said, "Dude, I keep thinking about this. Like it's keeping me up at night. I got this idea, and if you don't want to do it, I'm going to do it alone." Like I I was like that set to do it, and then Bob ended up joining, of course. But I I think it would have ended up the same way. I would have been like, "This is too weird. I can't do it." Well, and, and not for the... a two hour show either. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, well, and and to go all the way back, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I said yes right off the bat either, because I didn't. Uh, it took you like two years. Well, yeah, because, and, and Bob knows this, when I do something, and Bob's very much the same way, it's like, dude, this ain't going to be no, let's jump on, and we'll do one now, and then another episode in a couple weeks, and then we might bang out three episodes in one week, and like... No, if we're going to do it, I told them straight up, I don't know if I can stay that committed to release an episode every week until the end of time. And so I, I basically said, no, you know, if, if, if I feel like I'm not going to be able to be committed to it and do it every week with you, I don't want to half-ass it. So I don't want to do it. Um, and then I don't know. I think it just took some time and, I think Bob brought it up again, and at the time I was writing for his website more frequently, and it was like, I haven't seen a lot of this shit. I'm not liking the current product. I need to kind of fill that wrestling void every week. Why not? And so it was really a roll of the dice, but it was also an excuse for us to hang out, because as we've said before, I would go to Bob's house physically and and record these, so... You know, sitting down, it would double as kind of a hangout, which worked well. Um, 
never did I think four years later, you know, 1200 miles between would I still be doing this? Now we're up into 1996, but it's just funny how that stuff works out because easily this could have just never happened. Um, but you know, I guess, uh, lucky you guys that it did. Well, and it's funny. So we started off in person, right? And that includes, yeah. uh, the bonus episode, bonus episode of Survivor or, uh, SummerSlam 92, the infamous one where it's not complete cause it cut off. Um, <laughs> Then we had to go to Google Hangouts, and then they yeah. were like, we're closing up shop. So it's like, yeah. fuck. Which is funny, because Skype has turned out to be the easiest way to kind of do it. Like, well, Google, Google Hangouts, it was weird. Like, you had to, like, extract it onto YouTube or something, and then I had to get yeah. it from there. It was like a whole thing. Well, and I don't know why we originally used Google Hangouts anyway, but I think maybe that it was something we were relatively familiar with. Um, I think Google Hangouts. Well, because they used to be was, really like good for video calling because they were yeah, doing that, that whole like, was, Google. It was like, like stable, like in terms of like glitching out and stuff like that. Well, yeah. And I think originally when we were using it, it did let you directly download the videos. And then we had to transition into using YouTube because Google and YouTube Hangouts, like video stuff, kind of merged. Yeah, that's So right. then it turned into, yeah, where I had to upload them on YouTube and then you had to download them from YouTube as a, basically a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, so that was a mess. And we figured, you know, merging and stuff, we might not be able to even do this anymore, like Bob just said. So that was a whole hurdle. Um, but yeah, really going into Skype, it really has been super simple as far as just directly downloading the videos right from Skype. So yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been an up and down sort of deal for sure. Yeah. I mean, that kind of sums up 95 in general. And, uh, I think it's safe to say that all three of us are excited for 96, mm -hmm. uh, largely because we know that. And it kind of showed at the end of 95, uh, you know, a, a variety of different people kind of entering the company. But 1996 really has what would end up being really like the core, like, roster of guys that would lead to the eventual huge success of the Attitude Era. One of which is at, like, the tail end of 96. Yeah. One of which is I think we're about we're going to see very soon. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is pretty much almost right in the middle of the year. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to see how it's like beginning. Here's a huge what would eventually become a huge star about quarter of the way through another megastar. And then right at the end, arguably the biggest star. Like yeah. cross crossover wise. Yeah. Uh, to ever come into the company. Or, you know, be part of the company. So, yeah. Uh, and I would say it, there's, it's gonna be fun. yeah. And I would say there's at least, like, even off right off the top of my head, three guys that I'm personally really looking forward to. Probably slightly different than the three guys Bob is, is foreshadowing. But compared to the talent that comes through in 95 and 94, even, we got a lot of them. Not many have stuck or will be sticking around 
So I think that's the difference. Yeah, we got a lot of talent. And, you know, yeah, there were some young, some old. It was a good mixture. But I think for 96 and really moving forward, we're going to get people who not only stick around, but it, like Bob said, are end up being major pieces of talent for the company. So I think the overall quality will match the talent, hopefully, and just be boosted. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into 96, we have to kind of put a bow on 1995. And I figured uh, we can get the year-end awards for 95 out of the way here at the beginning of the show. Instead of having it lost at the end of season three, which is weird to say. Or uh, just kind of lost in the shuffle there. Yeah. So I know that Dallas has some stuff. Austin kind of put his his head in his hands and was like, I totally fucking forgot to do it. So we'll, he'll just probably make shit up as we go here. Yeah, probably. Uh, the awards here. I don't, I don't remember the ones that we did for 93, 94. I don't remember. We mix it up. We mix it up. Yeah. I basically just took the ones that are from, uh, the PWI like awards. So, you know, Russell, yeah. your tag team manager, inspirational match of the year, popular, most popular, most hated rookie, in feud of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I think in more recent years, they've added like woman of the year and stuff like that. But really there's only like one woman on television. So right. Sense of like adding that. Uh, so I'll just go from, I guess the bottom up. Cause I think Russell of the year probably should be the last one. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, so who would you guys put as your rookie of the year for 1995? Dallas, so, the floor is well, yours. So, well, now I'm kind of thinking. I think this still counts, but now I was thinking twice about it. I'm going to say it anyways. I thought this was a pretty easy pick for me, and that was uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. If that counts, if it doesn't count because it wasn't his actual rookie year, I took it as like the no, character. It's a character. Well, if that counts, then I think he was an easy pick in this case. That's a good one. Uh, and I say that because I think we were at first we were like, oh, it's a pirate. And then we were like, oh, it's a cool looking pirate. And then it was like, oh, shit, he can work pretty good in the ring, too. So I think that was a pretty easy rookie choice, at least for me, when I was going through this. All right. I think I have one. All right. Who's your rookie of the year for 95? It's kind of cheating. Kind of like Dallas this is a little bit cheating. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. And say, surely for potential, I'm going to say Savio Vega. Okay. I think Savio Vega's got a good upswing. He's a guy that I haven't hated as far as a new face, especially compared to, uh, you know, maybe previous gimmicks that he may or may not have uh, been under. So I think to make that kind of turnaround and really brush shoulders with some main event stars and and not really get too lost into the fold. I mean, he's still kind of somewhere in the middle of the card usually. Um, so I think I'm going to, I'm going to go Savio, although I'm sure there's people that I'm forgetting and kick myself later, but off the top of my head, Savio Vega. This is probably one of the easiest ones for me. Ahmed Johnson, baby. 
Why? He's been there for like two weeks. That's right, dude. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off the TV screen when that motherfucker is on. <laughs> well, you All know, right. I, I see where you're coming from with that, though, because if we're, t- I mean, he's made quite the first impression. Yeah. He has like star potential. When you see that guy, you're like, this guy's going to freaking murder everyone. No, it's I, like, it's Goldberg before Goldberg, dude. 100%. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a good pick. And you know what I think is really interesting is that all three of us just picked a different person. So I yeah. think that's really interesting. And they're all really great picks, I think. I I think they are, too. I don't even know if I thought of Jean-Pierre Lafitte. To be I know. I didn't either. And do Savio I did think of. But I, yeah. I would have I probably picked Savio if he had won the Intercontinental Championship. He should have right. won it after King of the Ring. I agree. He should have no, yeah. Jarrett, and then you could have elevated him. But no, we got to put it on Sean. Because, right. you know, Shawn Michaels. Jean-Pierre is a real good one. He had arguably one of the best matches of the year. Yeah, so with Brett. That's, yeah. that's a solid pick. Yeah. Uh, let's go with uh, inspirational. Okay, so I'll be honest. I left this one blank. This one I really struggled with. I was like, because I took it two different ways. Of like, okay, what 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 does this award actually like mean? Like inspirational as far as like character wise, it could it be more than that or both or either one. So I personally left it blank, but like some things I was thinking of is I feel like like I, I feel like I thought of Savio because I feel like people were really getting behind him and like really wanting him to to win and that kind of stuff. And then I then I wanted to throw Shawn Michaels in there just because I feel mm-hmm. like people the compassion of like the he might be he might be done in the ring, but he's trying. He's fighting to try to get back into the ring and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the, this one I really struggled with, like, you know, nailing it down. Yeah, and I guess just looking at it here again off the top of my head, I maybe interpreted it a little differently. Um, I guess for me, inspiration-wise, as far as moving into a new year, a new era a new way of writing characters, I would put gold dust in that spot as an inspiration of maybe things to come, you know, an era to come. I think it's a good peek into maybe the next couple of years with his, with his character. So just off the top of my head, the way I interpreted it, I would put gold dust in that spot. Hmm. Uh, I went with Barry Horowitz. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you take it literally, I mean, the dude ends up on a pay-per-view where most stars are left off of. Well, you know, he's always losing. Yeah. And now he's actually won a couple of matches. And... Gets a featured feud. and Yeah. The crowd is, like, chanting for Barry. You know, it's kind of... Right. Probably the most over he's ever been, so... Yeah, I think that's a fair pick. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to... Somebody just otherwise popped up on my head. Here. There's like an under underdog guy who I don't know why, but like I also like for some reason in my head almost the same reason as Savio. I was thinking like Marty Janetti after he came back. Cause I just feel like people liked him so much and they just wanted him to like win. <laughs> and yeah. but like I didn't think he fit the inspirational mold how I was uh, yeah. interpreting it very much. Right. Yeah. I, I even I thought, know. like, I mean, it, once again, it really depends how you want to look at it. But even, like, Fatu with the making a difference and, like, trying to keep kids off the streets and stuff. I was like, going to mention him, yeah. So I think, 
I think yeah. there's potential for a lot of guys to fall in this category in different ways to look at it. Right. But, but I think this one was pretty tough. I agree. I agree. I I'd like to know what is usually the most difficult one. I'd like to know what the fans would pick for that. The fans of Icopod. Let us know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who else could really be an option there. But uh, manager of the year, do we all? I would assume we all have the same one. I don't know. Do we? Well, I'm going to say Cornette. I mean, yeah. Well, I did put someone else down. Oh my oh. god. Paul Bear, because he loves his caskets. No, nope. listen, you guys got to hear me out for this one. I'm going to just try to get through this in one thing. Um, <laughs> I put a <laughs> Mr. Fuji. What the fuck? All right, mute. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, because you got to think. To have a job this long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my He should God. be the most inspirational <laughs> keeping his yeah. job this long. <laughs> I mean, so you got to think about it like that. <laughs> like, he, uh, this guy, he literally comes up to the ring, waves a flag, and he's, getting, and he's getting paid the, probably more than a lot of the guys who've been wrestling. More than Cornette. So, I mean, if you want to look at it like that, Mr. Fuji, manager of the year. <laughs> I don't know. For me, like, especially going back to 93, 94, the managers really haven't been great by any means. Well, that's the thing, too. So that's why I kind of took, like, a funny twist on this one, just because it's... I was Lincoln, and, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I don't... I don't really like Cornette, but if we're talking about people who actually are getting it, like, doing something, yeah, it's got to be Cornette. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, and that seems to be the trend with early Raws. Like, yeah, there's a couple sprinkled throughout, but usually there's one manager who is basically the guy you see a lot and the guy who is at least parts of storylines with his superstars. So I think, like, last year, for example, I'm pretty sure I put Ted DiBiase. Um, and then maybe the, before that it was either Sherry that I picked or maybe Bobby Heenan if he was still – I can't even remember now. Um, but yeah, it's typically every year so far you get the one manager that's actually worth even mentioning. I mean, cause otherwise we've had, like you said, Fuji, we've seen, um, who else? Well, so we have like Fuji, uh, like Sonny. Yeah. What, what was it? Whippleman with a, he's been there. Hit, yeah. Hit or miss. So he's he, been he, I mean, he's been with, uh, Bertha Faye. Right. Who? Uncle, Uncle Zebekiah. Oh, oh he, yeah, that's true. Brothers. Whoa, that's true. That's a that's a throwback. Holy shit! Who was the white face guy with uh, Jinsation's? Oh, Oc- sh- that guy. Uh, Shinobi or whatever. Shinobi. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's almost Cornette by default. No, I mean, like Ted DiBiase was there. If if yeah. we didn't pick, yeah. if we didn't pick Cornette, I almost feel like we'd have to pick DiBiase though. To be honest. Well, and that's why I picked him last year. He was just he was in every segment of the TV show. Oh, well, that's so, like, what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. All right. Here, I feel this one. I feel like I know where Austin's going to go with this one, but let's go with feud of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, I'll just I'll go first again. All right. The, the, I thought I had a hard time on this one too. I really didn't know uh, what I wanted to go with. So I ended up picking Brett and Diesel 
And mm-hmm. the reason I really did that, I think, is because we kind of like bookended. You know, we because what yeah. they had the match at Rumble and we had the match when it was a Survivor Series. So yeah. to bookend a year, I feel like, yeah, they didn't do a whole lot in between and, and it really the feuds weren't nothing super exciting necessarily. Right. But I feel like to do that is a pretty big deal. So that's why I ended up picking uh, Brad Diesel. Wow, feud of the year. For once, I'm kind of at a loss. Um, well, the, the thing here, though, is with the feuds is I feel like there's, first off, not a lot that stand out. No. No, there's none, yeah. Uh, I actually have a second one, but I'll hold it until everyone goes. No, I just think about it. I Oh, man, this is... I'm not super confident, but um, just judge maybe based on, I guess, match quality alone and longevity, maybe. Bolnacano, Alundra Blaze, Feud of the Year. Okay. I think I'm going with that. I mean, storyline-wise, very weak. There really isn't a storyline. But I don't know. Every time they were in the ring, we were paying attention, and, and at least a few good spots unfolded before our eyes. So I'm going strictly off match quality, I think, and I'm going with those two. I'm going with the with the feud where it's the only thing I think of when I think of 1995, and it's Bigelow against LT. Huh. Uh, so, so that's actually the one I just thought of secondly because exactly what you just said. I mean, how can you? I mean, that was that was actually a storyline that. When did it start? It started at was it Rumble? Or that Rumble ninety five, yeah. So they teased it with that, and then it went into the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, it's one of the it's one mainstream. of the few. It's one of the few feuds that actually had a, a beginning, a, a middle, and end. A continued progression, yeah. like yeah. an angle, and they actually had promos like promoted and right. They had right. the blow off and stuff like that. Now the follow up after that with the Big Lowe's face turn that was atrocious and stuff like that. Sure, but mm-hmm. I feel like w- every week when that was going on, like you know, we want like we would be kind of interested to see what LT had to say or, or what would happen. And the match, it, the match wasn't bad with LT. I thought LT did pretty well. Well, so. compared to what we thought it was going to be, I, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, and and you have to remember back too. I mean, they were getting ratings that uh, they had not seen in a long time for that little feud there for the couple of months leading into it. I mean, consistently raw was getting good viewership. So obviously the fans at the time were invested as well. Uh, Bob, I'm interested to hear what you thought I was going to go with. Me too. Well, well, when we had talked about it, you were like the corporation against the WWE against the WWF, everybody. Oh Yeah. Because you're like, that's the storyline. We were like, that's not really a feud, though. That's just like a stable against a whole bunch of people. Yeah, but I mean, they've definitely cooled it off in the last couple of months. I mean, I can't even really think of a lot of standout stuff for those guys. Well, and you, you know, another one that I was thinking about, even not that I, I personally think that it was great or even worth saying it as the feud of the year, but like Undertaker and Kama went on forever. Yeah. And the chain, Mabel, Undertaker, Mabel. Well, well, the thing is, the chain is yeah. still being used right. in the storyline with Mabel now. Right. So I think there's there's something there. Yeah. But I, 
I think uh, I think Bob's probably got the 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 most realistic one here, just because of what the what it is. Yeah, and it's uh, to kind of go back to that. I mean, typically WrestleMania angles are the feud of the year. Yeah, like '94, dude, was the year of Brett versus Owen, and it was great. Loved it. Loved each interaction. Promos could be a little weak in some spots, no doubt about that. But uh, for the most part, it was pretty congruent with the stuff that I enjoy. Two guys that I really like having pretty solid matches. So it's almost unfair to compare 95 to 94 because we didn't really get that. What we got instead was more entertainment-based. So... The football star meets the big scary wrestler guy. And I think all things considered, looking back, going through it, I hated it. But looking back, I think you both are right. I think we got the best we could get given the circumstance. Bam Bam at the time was probably peak Bam Bam for WWF time. Mm -hmm. I mean, winning wise, on screen wise, that's the about the best WWF Bam Bam you're going to get. And LT at the time is a huge star. I mean, arguably the biggest one we've seen maybe since the start of Raw. That's what you're going to get. It's going to be entertainment-based. You're not getting a match. That's not why you're booking it. You know what I mean? So it's just very different to see from year to year the direction and really the fork that WWF went into last year was the wrestling year this year. Let's see how the entertainment year goes. And I think that's true for the WrestleMania angles when you compare them. So yeah, I think Bob really did probably hit it on the head because there was a beginning, there was a middle and there was an end and you stayed relatively invested or at least the watching audience at the time did right up until the end. And you know, whatever happens after that is, obviously falls by the wayside but yeah i think all things considered that is a really really good answer uh i'm curious about this one who who would you guys say is your most hated wrestler of the year i got two (laughs) who you got uh but the first one i immediately wrote down was mr bob backland yeah and by hated, by the way, for this is not necessarily fans. It's fucking me. Who do yeah, I fucking oh yeah. hate? Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Backlund. And then my second one is Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because, uh, like, he was just so annoying. Well, and you never, you never get him. It's like the whole point of Jerry Lawler is like, yeah, he's the coward heel. But it never pays off. Well, that, and it's, it's just, a little, he's like a little too much for me. Yeah. And when it's like he's on commentary, he's interviewing people, then he's got King's Court earlier in the year, and then he's just, then he's involved in the angles, and it's yeah. just like way too much Jerry Lawler for me. Yeah. Um, I also have two that just jump off right off the top of my head. Um, I'm going to say Men on a Mission, Mabel slash fucking Mo, because can't stand any time that they're on screen. That's a that's a really good fucking pick. terrible dude. Mo is like Mo winning matches. No, absolutely not. One of my favorite moments was when Mo was the surprise opponent for the Undertaker. 
Well, that's what I mean. It's like, come on, dude. There's nobody I think I groaned more for, except maybe Bob Backlund in 1995, because I groaned in 94. We're a whole year past that now. I was never a fan of Bob Backlund. I never wanted him to win the 1993 Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, run. never, never. Never, never happened. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just thinking of seeing, you know, pre- quote-unquote presidential candidate Bob Backlund choking out Bret Hart, inserting himself in the main event scene again, same angle, really almost same setup, uh, it's just totally mind-boggling, and I really, really can't wait for the day that Bob reads from the Observer notes. Bob Backlund will no longer be appearing for the WWF because we're a year and a half removed from when he should have been reading that statement. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I think I dislike Bob Backlund more than I did Doink when Doink was really bad, and that's saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because we hated seeing Doink. Doink would come on and it's like, dude, what the fuck is he still doing here? So, yeah, Bob Backlund, number one for me. Close second is the Mabel Mo duo. Uh, interchangeable. Yeah, uh, mine is 100% Bob Backlund. It's not even close. You know, yeah. when when we had to watch, uh, just what, like, a week ago, two weeks ago, it was fucking Brett and Bob Backlund. It went like 15 minutes. I was like, come on. Survivor Series 94, I'm still bitter about. The fact that that went almost 40 minutes. Dude. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'll say this, because I don't want it to come off maybe all three of us really shitting on him. 94, Bob Backlund, was not good. But there was glimmers. Like, he would cut a promo outside the ring like ringside with Vince maybe or something. And it's like, okay, I can maybe buy into the character still. Character. Crazy off the wall, Bob Acklin, who thinks he's like the champion still from uh, 76. Maybe. Right. Now that we've moved into 95 and they're doing like this random, he's popping up in the crowd. He's running for president, just very bland just total opposite character, really, as far as wild man versus campaign guy now. Um, totally takes me out of it. And any redeeming qualities that Bob Backlund had in 94, they are completely gone in all of 95. So it's just like, please get him out of here. So I, I, I do want to make that point. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um. All right, how about uh, most popular? Uh, I, I thought this one was uh, a toss-up as well. It's my most hated and a bunch of other ones I've already said. But uh, for me, I wrote, uh, and to this one I took more fan-wise. Like, what are, what are the fans like? Okay. And yeah. that, so I uh, chose Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Because I feel like both of those, the fans were always really behind. And if one had to go more than the other, it's got to be Shawn Michaels. Right. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. I do think Brett's kind of fallen from grace a little bit in the fans' eyes. He's been away for quite a while. Kind of in and out. Hasn't had great matches this year compared to last year. Yeah, but I feel like every time he came out, the crowd was into it. And that's where I... 
No doubt. But, I see. Um, I, I know what you mean, but I feel like that one. It was like one of those things. I feel like even there's one point during the year where you mentioned all oh, like he's not like the main star, and Bob was like, "No, it's still definitely Bret Hart, even though he's not the champion." And it's like, well, it's because well, we can get into Diesel in a bit, but you know, it, it's, it's an interesting. I, I think Bret was in an interesting place. Yeah, and it's it's funny you mentioned that because thinking back now, I'm pretty sure. I would have said Brett for both 93 and 94. And I think 95 is the first year that I can't say it's Brett Hart. I think without a doubt, just carrying as much as he can the ball. HBK, man. I mean, every time Sean came out, people went nuts. Whether he was heel or face, they went nuts. Yeah. He would steal the segments. I mean, just even when he wasn't supposed to, he's stealing them. And for better or worse, Shawn Michaels, you know. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I think I think Shawn takes it this year. I think 95 ends up being kind of his, you know, breakout. I'm going to be the guy might not be quite the guy yet, but like Brett's already kind of nipping at my heels a little bit. Cause I've already kind of maybe passed him a little bit. He's uh, I don't know. And Brett's still the guy, you know, don't get me wrong, but it's hard for me to say Brett. I think, you know, if I was at gunpoint, I'm saying Shawn Michaels. Uh, well, I, I didn't go with either one. Wow. Whoa. I uh, I went with Henry Godwin. <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious choice. I mean, if you guys saw the reaction he had in that hog pen match in Des Moines, in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 Shawn Michaels. I mean, it's pretty. As much as it pains me to say it, I know for uh, not having to be Brett, uh, it's definitely Shawn though, for most popular. And it's almost it's booked that way. Yeah, you know it's it's very ninety five is a very Sean heavy year. Oh, no absolutely. doubt about it. Yeah, um, and even when you think of star power, I mean, it seems pr- maybe for the first time in a while almost a little thin. You know, you got Sean, you got Undertaker, you got Brett. Then who do you got? Diesel. I mean, kinda Razor, kinda, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um. It's just the the top of the card is real, real thin, maybe more thin than we've seen any other year. No, I, I I agree. I think there's just like 95 is like five, like your top five guys, and this is a steep drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, so. Right. Uh, all right. Match of the year. This one's, I feel, real difficult to pinpoint. Like, I had a really difficult time figuring this out. But I went with Sean against Jarrett. That's mm-hmm. a good pick. At Indy House 3, I think it was. I'm hoping I'm not remembering this one wrong. But or my Indy House 2. I feel like the, this is the first one that came to mind. Well, I had two come to mind, but this one I think came to mind more. Is that as uh, Brett and Bulldog at In Your House 5, I think. Unless I'm yeah. really remembering it wrong. No, that would have been yeah, Brett. Yeah, Brett. And okay. Yep. With all the blood. 
Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I think I feel like I remember really liking that match. So that's why that one was like, oh, okay, that was one of the better matches of the year. Well, that definitely picked up when there was blood. Once once Brett was shown to be bleeding a shit ton, it really picked up. So yeah, that and that was good. That was one of the better matches, and certainly like fresh. It just felt important. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big things that 95 lacks is the feeling of importance. Why do I need to care about this? Why do I need to watch this? What is the feud behind this? Is there even a feud? Or did they tell us three weeks ago, hey, this is the match that's going to main event the pay-per-view. Why? Because we wanted to book it that way. Yeah. You know, so I do think that that's, that all plays into it. Um, For me... Yeah, I think I agree with Bob. It was really tough, but I can specifically remember really putting it over on the podcast, so I'm sticking with Brett and Jean-Pierre Lafitte. I can just remember that being a battle, a good wrestling match. It surprised us with how good it was. And it just really sticks out, like I said on that episode, as a hidden gem. 95, that was one of the things that I was really looking forward to because I hadn't seen a lot of 95, was the hidden gems. And they're in there. you got to really dig for them. Um, But I do think that that's one that's still, you know, from us removed from 95, that still stands out to me. Um, So that was my pick off the top of my head. Of course, any time Bonacano and Alunder got together, it was a solid match. Um, There was a great... Bret Hart Hakushi match. Um, there's been I, a couple. I even like the women's Survivor Series match too. To be sure, honest. with how much of a car wreck that was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's definitely been a couple, so it was it was hard, and it, I'm glad to say that because before we went into '95, I wouldn't have agreed. I would have said, "Yeah, there's probably not much here," but there was some good, decent hidden gems mixed in and i went with the one that jumped off my head the most yeah let's not also forget the uh, one two three kids sparky plug against smoking guns yeah they had a couple of good matches on sure so. they did uh all right speaking of uh, tag teams how about tag team of the year Ugh. i this is another one it's just like this is ridiculously hard. Like the problem with me with a lot of these awards is like, not even that it's tough to choose between them, but like I'm grasping for an answer. I'm like, and it oh. shouldn't be like that. That just goes to show you how thin '95 is, and it is. Yeah. So uh, for my tag team of the year, and I don't even know if I'm fully committed on this myself, but I picked the Smoking Guns. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, what I went with too. And I and I think I really said that one. I enjoy watching them. Uh, they've had the titles. I mean, they've consistently had pretty good matches. I would say. So. No, I I think really that's kind of the only answer there is. I uh, not that I really remembered them fondly or enjoyed their stuff per se. I went with a wild card of Savio Razor just because it felt like at least it gave them two something to do. 
that kind of worked and they were kind of a credible tag team that wasn't from any years past. Um, off the top of my head, that's kind of who I'd pick. You could also pick Sean Diesel. Um, I don't know, though. It's like one of those things where I'd say for the last two years, the tag team division has really suffered direction or a lack thereof. Uh, there's barely any promotion of the tag team titles. Sometimes, quite oftenly, they're left off cards completely. Um, the champions are, again, barely promoted. You, you Half the time, you don't know who the tag team champions are. Um, and really, is there many established teams? No, there's just not. Um, I think a case can be made for one, two, three kid Bob Holly. I think they were a great kind of mixed up tag team that ended up working pretty well. Sure. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not solid in my picks, Savio Razor, but I just wanted something different. I'm grasping at straws here. Like Dallas said, off the top of your head, who is there but the smoking guns? So I don't know. I, I think overall the tag team division really, really needs help. And I feel like this is the second year in a row we're saying that. So dire straits for the WWF tag division. I should have said Sid and Kid just because it rhymes, but <laughs> I didn't. I said smoking guns as well. So Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, the final one, I guess, is probably the most important one, realistically. The uh, Rustler of the Year. I think it's pretty easy. Uh, I'm going to say... Dallas, I don't know. If you're talking to us, you're muted. I don't know what you're doing. I'm going to say Dean Douglas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, I was muted because um, I was kicking something under the desk on accident. But uh, what I was saying is that it's another one that I'm just kind of... I thought I for me it was it was like I think it's an easy pick, but is it the right easy pick? I I said Diesel. Wow. Well, really. And I and I said that because. Wow. I mean, he was champion most of the year. He's the face of '95. Like if they were pushing a face of '95, that's it's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. And now it was shoved down our throats. Like oh. look at him hanging out with the celebrities. He keeps winning. Blah blah, blah all, all that shit. So I thought, to me, that that was the easy pick as far as you know who the star of the show is. They're trying to make you think. The WWF, if they had to hang their hat on a wrestler for 95, it is 100% Diesel. WWF-wise, hanging their hat, who was 95's star Diesel? That's what they're saying. No doubt about it. Um, I... I would say, just from a work rate standpoint and a in a breakout year standpoint, Shawn Michaels, like that would be my pick. Um, again, for him to kind of, in my opinion, surpass Bret Hart in popularity, have probably consistently the best matches of '95 for the most part. Usually, Shawn is involved in some form or fashion. Um, and for just the amount of segments and promotions and call-ins, and then he's at the desk and he's the manager, but he's up on the apron and he's involved. And it's like Shawn Michaels was all over WWF TV in 95. 
He's the first guy you see in the Raw opening. He's standing by himself on top of the logo dancing. He's like, for me, 95, Diesel's like the figurehead that they're showing you. But really behind Diesel, kind of waving and winking, is Shawn Michaels. Like, it's really Shawn. Like, hey, yeah, Diesel's here, guys. Look at Diesel. But by the way, it's Shawn Michaels who's the guy. So uh, that's who I'm picking just from those facts alone. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sean as well. I feel as if he is one of the few guys that if you see about the card, you're like, wow, this guy's going to have a good, uh, we're going to get a good match, at least entertaining. Brings the best out of people. Uh, And 95 is kind of his breakout year, I think, to really, I, I would say WrestleMania 11 was probably his coming out party in the sense of like, this guy probably should just be the world champion. He just steps out of the shadows finally. Yeah. You know, cause Sean for a long time was just another guy on the card. Think of WrestleMania nine. Yeah. He was great. And we were entertained with the shit Sean was doing with Sherry, but just another guy on the card. You know, there was nothing special about Sean Michaels by any means. Yeah. You fast forward, now it's WrestleMania 10. The guy has a ladder match for the ages with Razor Ramon. WrestleMania 11, he, like Bob said, is basically the guy without being said he's the guy. Um, You can just see the natural progression, and I think he's really sped things up with just being himself. Maybe in the most inappropriate times at the expense of other stars that he's sharing the screen with. But I think Sean really kind of made it happen in 95. Hey, he's not waiting for the ball. He's taking the ball and running with it. Well, and, so, and to be fair, how many times did we almost see his penis live on Raw? Well, there you go. Dancing on the announce table, that was the one that won it over for me. There oh. you go. And and I hate to say this, I don't know how Kevin Nash isn't a little bitter about it. Well, I guess he doesn't care about wrestling, so... He might be. But really, Sean kind of hung his ass out at Diesel's expense. I mean, Sean got over at Diesel's expense. Diesel's supposed to be the guy. And Sean made sure that in every segment they shared, he was walking in front of them, talking more of the promo than Diesel, holding the belt up in front of Diesel when he maybe wasn't even the champion, but he's holding the belts. You know, it's one of those things where you can really show maybe the negative personality of Shawn Michaels finally kind of surfacing. Um, But it makes a huge difference because he's one of the guys, after all is said and done, that you really remember from 95. Like I said, he's in so many segments. It's like you can't escape Shawn Michaels in 95. You can't. He's everywhere. And there's a lot of them to go around when he's on screen. So, I don't know. Uh, that's my pick. I'm sticking with it. But Diesel can definitely be a case made for, especially from the WWF flagpole bearers. Like, Diesel was the guy. That's who they say the guy is. And, you know, you can believe it. But Sean really kind of foiled that, in my opinion. Well, it just goes to show you that Dallas just blindly follows whatever the WWF tells him to follow. So. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just a <laughs> fucking sheep boy. He's a sheep boy. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little sheep. Put me in the pen, Vince. Put me in the pen. You get, you get, led, <laughs> to, 
you get led to slaughter. Right. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, cool, vacation. And then you get your throat cut. You're like, what? This is not what I was expecting. Damn. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm glad we're done with 95. Yeah. And that we don't have to really talk about it anymore. And no, but if you guys listening want to uh, share your your picks for awards, whatever, you can put them on our Facebook page. Uh, I'm sure we'll interact with you and tell you that you're wrong, unless you agree with me, and then I will be like, "Smart, good pick." But if you I don't, want- then I'll probably uh, I'll probably just yell at you. Well, yeah, definitely let us know what you guys would pick. But I want to throw out another one. What do you guys think, angle or character-wise, the biggest flop <clears throat> of 1995 is? Uh, flop of the year. The million, million Dollar Corporation versus WWF. <laughs> uh, That's a fair pick. Um, or maybe something that was supposed to really oh, I know, over, but like didn't work. I know what it is. I think... Whatever they were teasing with the roadie and Jarrett crashed and burned when they left, obviously, because they had to fucking stop it. And I think people were really getting behind roadie, who, by the way, I guess could also could have been a rookie of the year, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that whole thing. Are you, I think that when I that was the first thing that came to my mind, like, oh, damn, we never really got a payoff for the teases they were doing right. and really anything with that. And they were building it up big. I mean, they were getting a lot of kind of promotion as far as oh, the breakup or what's going to happen and, you know, are they going to whatever. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, my first instinct was to go with Mabel. You know, you give him the king of the ring. You, hey, you're going to be the main heel. Here's all the steam, buddy. Good luck. And it just totally crumbles apart in a matter of weeks. Uh, your main heel has basically been reduced to nothing. Nobody cares. He's, you know, not looking dominating in any fashion. Um, I would say with the amount of money maybe that they put behind Mabel that he ended up being their biggest flop of the year. Um, I don't know if my pick was necessarily supposed to be a a big deal, but I think from where he was coming from, you probably had high expectations. I'm gonna go with Dean Douglas. Yeah, Ooh. that was a huge flop. I agree. Yeah. Just from a personal yeah. standpoint, you see fucking Shane Douglas. It's like, dude, they can do some shit with Shane Douglas. And it's just terrible. You barely see any of them. And he's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. So, yes, 100%. I agree with that. I think that's a really good pick, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if any guys listening, if you want to share your thoughts on 95 or the awards, uh, yeah, just send them over to the uh, Icopod Facebook page. I'm sure Mike Campbell will email us at Icopod podcast as you know the comment i'll get and we'll see it in like you know 96 yeah yeah i I wouldn't recommend doing that (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see it about four or five months and we'll be like oh hey welcome to wrestlemania 12 mike campbell sent us an email you know it'd be great (laughs) uh all right let's get into the regular format here of uh, observer notes and house show notes uh not a whole lot for either one here uh so royal rumble is right around the corner and Vince McMahon has been reaching out to some notable names about appearing. 
mm-hmm. at the uh, or for the Royal Rumble match itself, and those names include Dan Severn, Jake the Snake Roberts, Big Van Vader, Rick Martel, and the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, oh boy, the the Ultimate Warrior ninety six. Yeah. Uh, I I laughed at Rick Martel just because I feel like Rick Martel is a surprise entrant every year now. Ever since '93 happened, it's like let's bring in the model. Well, and it's like even for him to be on Raw these days, it's like yeah, that's what they usually do. And kind of think Marty has really fallen into that role too. But yeah, I wouldn't really call him necessarily a quote unquote surprise. You know. Warrior though, like where did where could he even fit in in '96? Oh yeah, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So wait, you well, mean he's not part of the new generation? I think there's a <laughs> lot that you could do with Warrior though. Realistically, I mean, but is there? I think there is. I don't know, man. I think there is if you're dealing with a guy that is like sane. I think even as early as the, now '96. And really, 95. Stars from the 80s are passe. Hogan's passe. Well, you're not, you're not watching Nitro. I, I think if Warrior were to show up on Nitro, he'd probably be a better fit. Well, sure. Sure. I agree with that. Um, but even like Piper's passe. Nobody buys Piper. Flair is kind of teetering. I think people still buy into Flair. I think people still buy into Savage. To a certain extent. But... Uh, you know, WWF wise, I mean, Bundy, nobody buys into that. There's just IRS is gone. Ted doesn't wrestle. I think it's very hard pressed to get a guy over from that era, even as early as right here. I mean, he's, yeah, okay, he'll be over, but fit wise and like adding to the product wise, I know. I mean, I don't really see it. Yeah. But those are some names there. Uh, Dan Severin is a UFC guy, uh, a legend in that. Jake the Snake Roberts, mm-hmm. obviously, is a, is a name. And uh, Vader had recently been in WCW, but he got fired when he got beat up by uh, Paul Orndorff. So it will yeah. be inter- interesting to see if any of those names, in fact, do appear uh, at the Royal Rumble. Uh, here's a storyline idea that's been pitched around backstage, and I kind of chuckled at it. Uh, the idea is that Sonny would, <laughs> Sonny has a 91 year old husband and he passes away and then she uses his money to buy a heel. Wait a second. Who, who is that? In pop culture, who did that? Uh, Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Dude, God. Dude, that'd be good. I know. That's why I chuckled. Cause that's who I thought of. Anna Nicole Smith. I was like, that yes. is what they're going for here. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty funny. But then I was wondering, what would like Skip's reaction be to that? Right. What do you do? He'd be like, "What? You're married to a 91 year old <laughs> dude, and you got a whole bunch of money out of it? What? What? What's going on?" Well, the heel thing would would be to like join in with her and be like, "Yeah, good. Steal the money for both of us." Yeah, but you know, it, so it's a good storyline. But I bet you the reveal of the heel would be just horrible. It'd be great if it was like Stu Hart or something. It'd be like, oh, oh Giant God. Gonzalez is back. Be like, yeah. <laughs> great, Sonny. Oh, what a, God. What a great selection. <laughs> no. what's, Bastion, what's Bastion Booger doing here? Oh, he's 
He's the hired gun. It's nice. Oh, God. So it takes him eight years to get to the ring, but he'll get there. Uh, last one here is the Monday Night Wars like ratings update here. Uh, December 18th was the last time that they were head-to-head. And Raw got a 2.3 to Nitro's 2.7. Raw didn't have a show on Christmas, but Nitro did. And they ran it, so they ran unopposed, and they managed a 2.5. Mm. So, not yeah, not, not horrible. Uh, house show notes, this is one house show, Anaheim, California, at the Arrowhead Pond on December 26, 1995. And it drew 6,500 fans. And it featured the following matches. Isaac Yankum, DDS, defeating Marty Jannetty. Goldust, defeating Bob Holly. Henry mm. Godwin was victorious over the Brooklyn Brawler. Savio Vega defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley by disqualification. Ahmed Johnson defeated Red Rafford. Fatu and Barry Horowitz defeated Skip and Bob Backlund. WWF Intercontinental Champion Razor Ramon defeated 1-2-3-Kid. WWF Tag Team Champion Smoking Guns defeated Owen Hart and Davey Boy Smith. The Undertaker defeated Yokozuna. And in the main event, the WWF World Champion Bret Hart defeated Diesel inside of a steel cage. I'm going to that. It's a pretty star-loaded card. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that was too bad, honestly. Um, Some weird kind of mix-ups of matches, I would say. But for the most part... Yeah, you're going to have to struggle through Undertaker Yokozuna. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's front row, but I don't think it's nosebleeds either. I'm getting right in the middle. I'll say that. I would go to the show, and if this, if like tickets to the show were in my stocking, I'd be pumped. Yeah. Yeah. I would go to that. Uh, but all right, it's that time, guys. It's time for the first ever episode of Raw from 96. Go to your Peacock app. Mm. Hopefully it works for you guys. The runtime here is 46 minutes and 39 seconds. Or uh, as Peacock has it here, it's season four, episode one. I don't know how I feel about that stuff. Come on. It's not. It's it's not friends. Literally. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's making sense. But uh, right, I'm going to count down from five now. We're not watching Nitro with it because, well, Nitro's not on the on the Peacock. Yeah. So, disappointment level there. But I'm going to count down from five. When I say play, hit the play button, and uh, hopefully we'll enjoy some My Night Raw for Night 96. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Rubble. I love the graphics. It's actually not bad. Yeah. Well, all the fans are excited for Rubble. I think this is some of the first outside shots we've seen in a long time. Is this like, yeah, I guess, right? Kind of around Super Bowl time. I mean, it's in February, right? Uh, yeah, Super Bowl's in February, so they're uh, the playoffs are going on. Oh, uh, okay. Right now. And is the Cowboys in it, dude? Uh, 96 would have been 
Well, the Cowboys are probably in the playoffs, yes. But the Super Bowl, I think, would have been the Packers and Patriots. Uh, uh, <laughs> can you guys give me a time check? Mine uh, buffered, and I had to just refresh the page. I'm uh, on a minute and ten seconds. Wow, I'm way ahead of both of you. I'm at 116. Tell so me when you're at 120. Uh, right now. Okay. I'm close Let's enough. I'm, I'm at 127 now. Is that good? How the fuck are you at 127? I don't know, dude. My thing, This peacock thing sucks. Yeah, it's I'm, playing like shit. I'm at 137 right now. Oh, my God, dude. My thing's playing like stop motion. <laughs> Um, are, you guys, are you guys watching it on your computers? Yes. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the problem. Okay, now tell me when we're at two minutes. I'm good then. I paused. <sighs> Jesus Christ! All right, uh, I'm right, at man. two minutes right about now. Okay, we're live. Smoking guns coming on. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. We glossed over it, but they did the fucking huckster and nacho man shit in the beginning of this episode. I admit, I only got a glimpse of it because mine. that's when I had to refresh, but yeah, dude, holy I crap. I feel like that was like a tease to see it later, too, though, wasn't it? I don't know, because it went quick, but they did show, like, the fake Hogan, the fake Macho, uh, Mean Gene. Um, there's a couple guys in there, and it's like, we haven't seen that before. Oh, my God. Yokozuna's shirt says Raw 641. Ball, so I'm assuming that's his weight is 641. Yeah, I believe it is. And also, I just want to comment on a couple quick things. So, they ran through the paper raw signed, which is kind of funny. And then the ring has like a mat in it that's like a football field. Yeah, I think that's kind of fun. I think it's it's really random. But if if this is going to be if everyone's going to come out in a football jersey tonight, it's going to get old quick. But we're getting a uh, picture in picture here with Brother Love backstage cutting a promo on God knows. Yeah, that what. happened about six seconds ago, Austin, but it's all right. Well, I'm not fucking with it because as soon as I do, dude, it ain't gonna work. Oh look, so Savio Vegas jersey says Raw Uno Bowl, and then Razor says Raw Four Bowl as he throws up like the four life hands. Oh look, there's a fan here on the sideline. He- Oh, wait, no, that's gold. Uh, that's that's uh, sure. Oh, shit, he just beat oh. him up. <gasps> okay, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get Austin's delayed reaction in about 10 seconds. Oh, yeah, he hits the guy with the thing. So they, oh. There's Goldust sitting, sitting right next to the stage there with his little chair. Maybe I should have downloaded the episode, huh? Oh, you can do that on Peacock, huh? Yeah. I'm going to try that next time. Oh, look at There's like gold flowers and stuff. They fell out of the box. It seems like Goldless may have a crush on Razor Ramon. See, I'm just watching it on my TV and I don't have any problems. I well, couldn't I, even get it to load on my computer. I was like, oh my God. Well, listen, I'm just going to tell you guys now full transparency. I watch on my computer because social posts is uh, while I do it live, essentially. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to warn you right now. This is the first episode of uh, Icopod in a long time that is not going to have any because I can't. When I screenshot it, it's just black. Mm. Wow. 
So I apologize for all of our fans who are going to be really sad, but I guess Bob and Austin are going to help have to help find some pictures to post for from here on out because I can't post anything. Oh wow! Well, I, you know, I could uh, I could send you the episode through Google Drive or something. We'll talk off air. Okay. Uh, I think these guys' jerseys are the coolest ones. These black ones here. One timeout per team can be used at any time. Team is eliminated when a teammate oh, no. is pinned, disqualified, count out, or submits. Earl Hebner is dressed up like he's a ref, like a NFL referee. Listen, I uh, I can get behind like the funny jerseys and the mat and the, even Earl's outfit. At any time. This but is now, now there's like rules. Like this is stupid shit. Yeah, he's got a flag. So there's gonna once tag physical contact must be okay. Uh, Austin, you were saying you like Sid and Kids jerseys? Yeah. Yeah, they are the best ones. So, is this a four... It's a four-way tag team match? Yeah, it looks like it. Now, what's weird about this to me is uh, Bart Gunn is facing off of Owen Hart to start us off, is that I feel like this is, like... This would be perfect as, like, Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the theme would make sense. Now, I've never understood this. When they tag in people on the same team, Like you would just fall down and just get pinned, and then your team wins. That's a really good point. Or, you know, just tag someone out so you don't have to fight your partner. Yeah. What? They're, like, dancing. Oh, now they tag in Owen and Yokozuna. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait, so are they going to wrestle? Yeah, I guess so. That's stupid. Then why? You're supposed to be wanting to win with your fucking partner. Well, well exactly. that's what I'm saying. You just should just drop down and uh, and just let him pin you. And then you win. Well, Yokozuna. Oh, no. He, I thought he was about to take a shit in the ring as he was squatting over. But he's not. Owen coming this, off the ropes, ducking the line. no sense. Ducking the back. Yoko's, up. like, glad that he's got to wrestle Owen. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm here for it. I've been, I've been wanting to do this for weeks. Yeah, like what? This guy's Why been is he prank- so down to do it? This guy's been pranking me for months, calling me like a Domino's delivery driver at 3 a.m. at the hotel, and I don't like Domino's. That's what. That's like what's going on with him. Here's Saga Vega. This is a rematch from uh, King of the Ring. Bring back bad memories. King of the Ring. That was a great time. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, this is really not playing good at all. Well, if you guys couldn't tell who are listening, this is our first episode watching live on the Peacock Network. I didn't think it would be this bad. WWE Network plays better than this. Mine's finally working. I had a little trouble in the beginning. I think it was because my page was sitting too long, like, idle. Yeah. Before we played. That will do it. Um, usually I do try to refresh or make sure it plays before we start, and I, I I thought I did, at least checked it. But here we are. I have a question for you guys. Hit me. Do I come still across as if I'm drunk on the show? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I, You know, I. it's partially like you're just so relaxed, dude. Now, we've mentioned it before. Bob is currently laying in bed recording. So, like, you're so relaxed. You're half asleep. When we were just talking about the awards, you looked like you were pissed with every answer I said, I think. And you're just chilling, man. Yeah. 
No, so I asked that because Screech messaged me today. <laughs> and he goes, dude, you need to be uh, drunk more often oh. on the podcast. And I was like, holy shit. I've never been drunk on the podcast. And he was just like, mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I want to I wanna point out, okay, the other, like, this was about a week ago. I was talking to Screech. And I've known Screech for probably close to 10 years now. Yeah. And he texts me and he goes, by the way, I should probably give you my phone number. And he finally gave me his phone number. <laughs> After uh, many, many years of mm. not having it. So. Well, so I, have, I have friends who I gave my number to and they still message me on Facebook. I'm like, bro, just. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't text him. I was he, like, hey, it's Bob. I'll, <laughs> still, I'll still talk to him through Facebook. Yeah. So, I saved his number and everything, but I don't care. Do, do you guys think that they're going to keep this football mat the whole show, or this is the one Raw Bowl no. match, and then yeah, that's over? I think it'll be this match, and then they'll pull it out of there. I guess I didn't realize that Raw Bowl meant that it was, like, a match. I thought it was just, like, the theme of the show. So did I. Yeah. Why is Jay Law using binoculars? Well, because when you're up up in the stands in football, you know, I I go to so many football shows that, you know, you wear the football binoculars. Football shows, he says. Football shows. It's all a show. It's all a show. Shows. Oh my god! It's just like I like going to those baseball shows at the stadium too. Yeah. Except right. they got yeah. food poisoning. Once no, you two dollar hot dogs one day. You like to go to the baseball shows at the uh, theater, at the baseball theater, not baseball stadium. You're one of those people. No, it's a stadium, and I usually go to those when the wrestlers there, so I can meet them. <laughs> Yeah, if Lillian Garcia's at Sky Chief Stadium, <laughs> I was just about to be there. For no, sure. dude, you, I you remember. Too. I oh, yeah. remember one time. I, uh, <clears throat> I I've gone to my fair share of you know local uh, baseball games, and I didn't go to one. And like Sergeant Slaughter was there, and I thought to myself, I was like, I bet you fucking Dallas is gonna go to this fucking game. And sure enough, on Facebook, I see a goddamn post. Of Dallas, be like, maggots. Oh, I'm in the core. I'm in the core of Cobra Clutch hey, with Sergeant Cobra Slaughter. Clutch. And I'm like, oh my god, it figures. Well, 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 listen. And then I text you. I text you, and you're like, dude, yeah, I was in line till like the fifth inning, and you guys like left. Well, like, oh, well, my god. well so St- Sergeant Slaughter was the first wrestler I ever met on accident at one of those games. So the fact that he came back, I was like, oh, I didn't get a picture at the time because it was too expensive. And the, well, this one was free, so it was even better. <laughs> um, so I had, of course, I had to go. Right. Sid hammer away on Savio, but Savio coming back, he's going to go for, the, oh, no. He's trying to go for a slam. We almost had our Hogan Andre moment there, but he couldn't quite get him. I like Sid with the football paint, I think it's fitting. Well, this should be his new gimmick. Sid, the, I don't know, tight end? I don't know, tight end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know either. Well, you know the... but Let, let me just Sid explain. the linebacker. Wait, why? What's a tight end? Well, tight end is just... It's an offensive player. Perfect. Yeah, I don't know if I would... I don't think I could see Sid as a tight end. Well, if I'm sure, Sid's a I'm tight sure. end, does that make one, two, three kid like a cornerback? <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Well, insecurity there during the commercial, I guess Owen hit an insecurity. Um. 
The first thing that keeps coming to my mind is a uh, is like baseball shit. So that's how much I, I can remember the names of all these positions and stuff of sports because I don't watch any. Yeah, Fox Sports. Yeah, I don't know what you guys do in your spare time if you don't watch sports. Nice. I don't watch like TV it. ever. I what don't. Do I watch rest, I only watch wrestling on TV. Oh. And besides that, I. Uh, I sit on my computer and I edit screenshots I take during IcoPod and uh, TNA Cross the Line podcast, and I post them for like hours and hours. What do you What do you do, Austin, if you don't watch TV? Uh, I'm more so a YouTube oh. sort of guy. I mean, I can get sucked into YouTube. Yeah, and I typically do. I've been writing a lot, which is taking up a lot of time. Um, I don't know, man. I like just sitting around. Not, not necessarily watching stuff, but just sitting around. I, I also live in Florida, so like I can go outside, which is nice. I think I can go outside right now. Well, in fact, I can't wait to go outside. I hate outside. We're we're yeah. grilling tonight, so I'm ready. I hate it. Grilling tonight? What are you grilling? Uh, chicken kebabs. And you have a grill? Oh. Well, you want? I'll tell you about my shopping. Is this the SummerSlam grill? Oh, shit. I should have used my SummerSlam grill. No, I can't use that, and you know it. Yeah. You're going to be the guy on his first, one of his first nights at his new house, grilling and just pissing off the neighbors? No, we met the neighbors. They're very nice. Are they old? Uh, well, not the one we met. We haven't met the other one yet, but. How old are they? Oh, they have kids. So, I mean, well, I should, their kids are older. So they're not, I would say they're probably early 40s, late 30s, if I had to take a guess. Oh, so a that... bomb in their mailbox. <laughs> oh, look at this. Razor Ramon picking one, two, three kid up. Is he going to hit what? Razor's edge? Is Earl's blowing the whistle? Oh, well, he hit it. What is he? Oh, Why is somebody. He Somebody call the timeout. Oh. What the fuck? You just threw a flag as Ted is on the apron? What the hell? Wait, what is happening? This, this is, is stupid. Oh, look, he called the timeout, he said. Okay, yep. Well, you get play, one timeout. Play, play has just resumed as Sid came in from behind on Razor and now one, two, three, kid. No, he's not going to move that clothesline, is he? Oh. The fans got to be shitting on this, aren't they? Wait, wait a minute. Uh, so are they what? eliminated, or did they just win the match? No, I think they won. Wait, why Where the hell were the other in? teams sitting on the apron? That was dumb shit. Holy crap, Savio. man! No, it says Rob Bull continues. Savio's saying that he called a timeout, but Earl's like, I didn't see it, which makes sense. A lot of that happens a lot in football. They're like, No, you didn't. And he's like, Yeah, I did. Oh, so you're saying, um. Here's an instant replay. Did Savio oh. call a timeout? Man. That's what we got to find out here. The flag is on the ground. Razor to the razor's edge, and he's going to be like, what the hell, guys? I just did this. They're taking it to the review booth. Yeah, so here we go. Sid is dragging kid. Savio standing there. Hasn't done it yet. Still hasn't done it yet. Still hasn't done it yet. Still hasn't done it yet. He 
Oh, he called timeout. You can't call timeout in the middle of a pin with his back turned. Come on, Sabu. Bull. What the hell? So this is definitely an elimination. I would not have guessed uh, Ramon and Savio would be the first team eliminated. Yeah, so much for my team of the year for 95, huh? Well, it's a new year, dude. Yeah. Go get him, Owen. Well, this, this, is, this is making me sad right now, so. Mr. Fuji is uh, Dallas's manager of the year. He's uh, been standing at ringside the entire time doing nothing. Well, let me tell you, if he makes it through 96 all the way, he might there's win it no, again. There's no <laughs> He might win it again. There's no way. I mean, you just never know here. And that's the, that's the amazing thing is that it's just, you just don't know. Mr. Fuji, look how good he's doing. He's just standing there. He's like a statue made of marble. Crazier things have happened, I guess. This match is going a quite a long time here. Are you surprised? I mean, kinda. I'm not. I was hoping it wasn't elimination, but fuck me, I guess. Well, I I didn't realize it, I guess. So I'm kind of sad now, because um, I have a feeling this is going to go most of the show. Yeah. If this goes like freaking thirty minutes, I'm going to cry. Well, I hate to tell you, but we're already 18 minutes and uh, 20 <laughs> seconds in. No, we're not. Yes. Are you serious? Yep, we sure are, man. Oh, my God. How the hell? This feels like it's been nine minutes. You know, we've been having such a great time together tonight. Um, it's just been really great talking to you guys that the time has just flown by. No. I cannot believe. So we still have two eliminated. This matches the whole show. Yeah. Good. And and for those keeping track, Bob's on his second drink. What? I've been drinking a Coke Zero. Uh Yeah. With some Jack. Wink, wink, screech. Oh, Billy pushed Owen into Yokozuna and then gets kicked in the head. I hate Screech. I hate Screech. Don't say that. Screech is going to come on for their next WCW bonus episode. No, he's not. So never. Cornette <laughs> takes a bump on the apron there. You know, so this is funny. This is I've, I've learned something actually today. So th- I thought this entire time that, oh, my God, he's going to kill Owen. Yeah. Bonsai dropped Owen. That's not good. Uh, I thought this entire time that, um, that Screech had like a, a flip phone. You know, where you had to use, like, you know, minutes and you couldn't text after nine or something. Well, his messages come up green, so. So he could. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't text him. But uh, anyway, he was saying that he was listening to the podcast at work, which would mean that he definitely isn't using a flip phone because right. I don't think they would hold that much audio. Right. But he could be just downloading them onto a like a CD and using <laughs> like a, a Walkman. That's that's true. That, yeah. that could be happening. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's true. So I don't know how I feel about knowing that that um, Screech has apparently up, upgraded his uh, his phone to listen to us on the move. He's listening through Napster. Oh wow. He probably still has LimeWire on his computer. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you? 
Damn, Although I did think I was cool at one point, and I updated to Frostwire. Well, t- wait. To be fair, I think Frostwire was got more popular because LimeWire either stopped working or stopped being as good, so it kind of switched. Yeah, you almost had to go to Frostwire. I will say that for the record, it Sitting was like the, the blue screen. version of the green LimeWire. Do you, Do you remember? Oh. Billy kicks out a Sid's pin. Which, by the way, I don't know if we said it, but Owen Hart and Yokozuna are gone. Yeah, they got eliminated. Well, Yoko was calling a timeout, though, on the floor. And Earl just proving to be a really bad referee. Well, did they use their two timeouts? They get one. Okay, did they use their one already? I don't think so. I'm having trouble following it, so I really don't know. Yeah, who the fuck knows? And not even because we're talking. I really, even when they were reading the rules, I didn't get it. My playback just fucking blows, so I don't know. Um, but what I was going to say, I remember, you know, Frostwire, LimeWire, whatever. I remember, you remember downloading the things and you'd get like a fake FBI thing? All the time. Or it'd be like, it'd be like Nixon saying sorry for Watergate or like, it'd be like a presidential speech. Yeah. Like, well, I feel this? like, I feel like the FBI shit scared me as a kid at first. It was like, oh man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> They're going to knock on the door my mom's going to be like, Dallas, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you download like Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. It's like, <laughs> oh fuck, <laughs> I'm fucked. Uh, that's funny. I'm going to jail at what twelve years old, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> They're Shit. gonna put me in pirate jail. <laughs> oh, kick I've never illegally illegally downloaded anything in my life. No, why would you? I mean, unless you're like a piece of shit scumbag. Yeah, not, and I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm boy. not at all. Oh, what a hit by Psycho Sid onto Billy. Sid's looking at the camera like, do you want ramen noodles tonight? Yes, you want ramen noodles because my hair looks like them. Chicken flavor, of course, it's the best one. You know what blows my mind is I keep like hitting the... 10 second fast forward button and i'm still behind you guys by like 30 seconds what's your time at i'm fast forwarding again i'm gonna go to 23 25 no that'll be a little bit ahead yeah a little bit ahead of me pause it and i'll tell you when we get there well dude no it freezes so it's like it's gonna slow down i'll be behind you again don't worry simply choke slam a huge choke slam pin him what do you think of that ashley He's like, yeah. Who's Miss Raw? That's Ashley. Oh, okay. Good <laughs> yeah, I put curlers in the middle of my head, so what? Come on, Sid. You've got to pin him. He's going to lose with a bite inside cradle. Big oh. boot to Bart off yeah. the apron. Holy shit, Austin's caught up, guys. What's going on here now? Teddy. Oh. Teddy's on One, two, three, kid. Top rope. Bart's distracting the referee. Razor monkey mouth. He shoved. Razor the... was late though. Did you see it? One, two, three. Kid had to pretend he's like stumbled. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God! Vince is just yelling, "Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown!" Well, uh. for those keeping track, that match just ended, and now we're at twenty-four, twenty-eight. Oh so Billy Gun gets the pin on Psycho Sid, dude. What? It didn't quite go 30 minutes, but close enough, I'd say. I love how they're all having a major temp- temper tantrum. Like, they're five years old. Kid is crying on the floor. 
Sid was, or uh, Ted was throwing a hissy fit, and then Sid was like slamming his feet on the ground. Well, to be fair, I mean, one, two, three kid is about five years old here, so. Yeah. Is that, like a, things? Is that a coaster on top of like their TV monitor? It's it like a like, shitty sticker that they Yeah, what the hell is that? It looks like they printed it out backstage with an inkjet and then slapped it on. They cut it out, put a piece of tape under it, like a rolled yeah. piece of tape in the middle. That's why the edges are peeling up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Shawn Michaels is going to announce whether or not he's retiring. Oh, they say next week or? Well, the Wrigley's halftime report. Yeah, let's hear it. Why did they pay a full fucking school band to be here? What in the world is this? This is a graphical nightmare here with the... <laughs> well, it's me, Doc Hendricks here, and we're at the Raw Bowl. And if you're not excited about this show, don't worry, because you're not fucking alone. This is so 1990s. This looks like like one of those high school like morning announcements things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sitting in a Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, wait a second. Diesel versus King Mabel tonight. We have a countdown. He's going to talk for another minute and 47 seconds. Look at JR awkwardly standing there. Men's locker room. I'm here Why is he wearing a coat and gloves backstage? Is there no heat? We couldn't afford to keep the heat on, so God damn it, I got my coat on back here. Diesel and King Mabel? To- oh, my God. Awesome. <laughs> <sighs> Royal I like Rumble. this Royal Rumble logo. I don't know why, but I like it. I no, just, it's a cool one. It's good. Bret Hart defending the world title against Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. Fuck you. Undertaker's picture there has his hands out like he's trying to grab some boobs. Um, that I'm at Johnson, Rumble- Jeff Jarrett. All right, sign me up. Mm-hmm, okay. The Royal Rumble logo here reminds me of that game where you put like the different shaped pieces in the board before it pops. Oh shit! Um, They're like the yellow pieces with the little peg on them, and you yeah, the board. Perfection. That's what it reminds me of. Who's Todd? I miss Todd Pettengill. Yeah, I like Todd more than fucking Doc. Dick Hendricks. Oh, my God. He's even using football lingo. Royal Rumbles when you got to throw somebody over the top rope and both feet hit the out-of-bounds. That's so stupid. 11 seconds left of this shit. Yeah, see? You're already ahead of me. I don't understand how that happens. Because my shit is not running good. If if you can hear, you could probably hear my computer heavy breathing like it's a fucking chain smoker over here while it plays this shit. What is this? Are they Are they showing this match again? It's an Arkansas Hogpen match. Come on. Is Bob making us watch a clip show again? Pretty much, dude. I would never. Are they really what? No, they're not. They're not going to show the whole thing. No, no. I think it's clips, but like, what the heck? Come on. You don't like this? You better like this. 
Well, I'm telling you right now, if I was a, if I was somebody that bought in your house five and I'm watching Raw and they're showing this stuff for free, I'd be a little annoyed probably. Yeah. Bull. Poor Tony Chimmel there getting slopped. The slop drop. I think they're showing the match. The whole thing. No way. They can't show the whole thing, I don't think, and also have Diesel and Mabel unless it's going to be a five-minute match. Is it the slop drop? Actually, guys, this is a really good point. I thought we thought we were thinking that King Mabel was going to be done, but here he comes on the show today. Well, you got to remember, this was recorded. Well, I know, but remember? Because he lost the, what, casket match, wasn't it? Well, yeah. What's your time check? I am at 29 minutes and 41, 42 43 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So you're already way ahead of me. Well, we're just watching the Hogpen match that we already covered on our In Your House 5 episode. I know, but I'm fucking annoyed with fucking P-Dick screwing up. I thought the network was bad. I should have counted my fucking blessings here. It's also making my computer run really hot. (laughs) Like it's having a hard time streaming this shit. Yeah, I know how that goes. So, I I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I can't believe that they're showing this whole match. Uh, this was almost Austin's match of the year, if I remember correctly. Oh, it was the match of the year, so thanks for listening. <laughs> Piece of shit. What? God, you're so mean, dude. Um... I'm pretty soured on Hunter Hearst Helmsley, I think. Talk about a flop. I mean, what has he really done? Anything? No. Like, literally, he's done nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say he's accomplished nothing. Guys, still to come. A sleeping huckster. Have you guys, you guys have watched those uh, sketches, right? I know. Oh, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah, I've seen them. I don't remember the last time I watched them. Whoever they got to act out the characters probably have never seen the real characters in their whole life. Because the guy, for example, who plays Macho Man does not act anything like Randy Savage. Same for, like, the Hogan guy. Well, that's Randy Hogan. It ain't good. Are they still showing the... Okay. So it's definitely clipped then, right? Yeah, because this is right at the. the this looks like it's right at the finish. Yeah, right, thank God. I would have been upset. I can't believe they <laughs> used this on here. Well, I think this just shows you that they don't have a lot of content, like original content. So they're just like, "Hey, we'll just put let's just put pay per view matches on, and then uh, we'll be fine." Oh, yeah, great backdrop. But then Helmsley's like, no, I'm going to land on top. Blah, blah, blah. He gains his footing. What is this April 24th shit? Has anybody seen this? Yeah, it's not good. Apparently, guys on TikTok are saying that April 24th is, uh, is like National Sexually Assault 
someone. I've literally what? never heard anything about that. Yeah. Well, I keep people just keep like sharing this shit April twenty fourth, April twenty fourth, and there's never any context. Yeah, no, there's I've seen a lot of girls are saying like be careful April twenty fourth because Oh my god. People are these guys are trying to get it to trend where you can do that. I've and literally like, never why? seen that. Well who who in their in the right mind would want to like to do that, I don't understand. Or like publicly be like, "Yeah, I'm celebrating this." Like, yeah, what? like I don't understand. Like, if I were to go into work and be like, "Guys, I'm so happy about today." Why, yeah. Bob? Because it's nationally sexually assault someone, and I'm just just waiting. I'm just picking the right moment. <laughs> no, I want to make it good. Like, come on. Yeah, that's some silly shit. Uh, we're silly, still getting the hog pen match, and I feel like I'm getting sexually assaulted in my eyes having to watch this shit again. Oh my god. <sighs> it hasn't been good. They've already showed the finish. Like, why are we dragging this out? It's gone from night to day in my room since we started this match. Or <laughs> day to night, I should say. It's fucking dark yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I assume the only other match we're going to be getting is the fucking Diesel one, right? I would assume. I can't and believe I, they're doing this. Well, and I was just going to say, how are you getting people to buy the replay if one of the only matches they wanted to see was this one? Now you're fucked. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I just, I don't understand it. Because as a fan, I'd be like. Why order Royal Rumble? Because maybe they'll show the matches on Raw. Oh my God! That's a weird business model here. Here, how'd how'd you like that little uh, prelude of the Nacho Man biting the Slim Jim? Well, I guess well we we'd be getting that uh, that skip probably too. Oh yeah, we're due. We're due for Speaking it. Speaking of which. Maybe I'm ahead of you guys now. I don't know. Yeah, you sure I, are because he yeah, just, he, he, I just, he saw just snapped it. into it. I changed it to full screen and it's been playing a little bit better. So, hmm. But every time I move my mouse, it starts fucking up. So I ain't doing it. Oh, Come on, just, you don't need to see it. End it. Have him land on the pigs and murder them, and then go from there. Uh, I have to be honest with you. I didn't know that's why his name was Henry O'Godwin until right fucking now. Are you kidding? Really? No, I didn't know, for real. That's awesome. Because it's fucking acronym is HOG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I never knew that until this very second where they just showed the nameplate and it was spelled like that. Well, since we're... Listen, I'll tell you something that might make you feel a little bit better. I think I might have mentioned it to Bob before. Or maybe even on the show, I don't remember. But it took... I don't know when it was, a few months back at this point. I had the realization that um, Six Pac's name was Six because one, two, and three add up to six. And I was like, oh... That makes so much sense. Yeah. I didn't know that. It took me well into my 20s to realize that Paul Bearer was a play on the on the Paul Bearer. 
<laughs> that one's pretty out in the open there, Bob. Well, it took me till about 25 to be like, oh, he's a pallbearer. Get it? Get it. It's pretty funny. Controversial. Oh. Graphic. Oh. I just like that, like, uh, pig shit probably got in Hunter uh, Hotel's, like, uh, cut on his back. If that's not a prime candidate for a staph infection, I don't know what is. Because watch, he gets up and then he falls in it, and then literal pig shit's going to get into the cut. He is pig shit in his blood right now. 100%. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Controversial. Oh, okay, yeah. Next. Graphic. Don't spoil what it is yet. We're not all there. Championship. Oh. What is so controversial? Next Raw. week. Raw. Now it's on Raw. Really? Oh, no. They're showing that match, too, next week? Next week. Bulldog. Uh, and then next week, it's what? Jeff Jarrett and Hakushi? Oh, my. Is this their new trend where they're just going to show us pay-per-view matches in one feature match or a couple of feature matches? Well, here comes King Mabel. Jeff Hardy's back yeah. is breaking. While he's I was just going to say, there's Jeff Hardy. Is that Jeff Hardy? Yeah. 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 Jeff Hardy. Right there, yeah. That is definitely Jeff. Poor guy. Fuck King Mabel, dude. This guy's oh, a by the way, the cat is still the NFL field, so good call, Dallas. It did stay the whole time. Oh, wow. It did. I thought it would be just for the one match. Me too. Guys, how come we didn't see Quang this episode? Because he's not... Well, actually, we did, technically. He's Savio Vera. No. What is Brother Love talking about? Nothing. Okay, okay. cool. Oh, see, all those guys have their black glove. That means Diesel will uh, touch them. Oh, of course. He... Da, 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 da. Watch out, Diesel's a truck! Oh my god. I wish he acted scared or something. Ah. I wish that there was an actual truck and it was like driven by Waylon Mercy or something and he just ran him over. Fucking Waylon Mercy. Talk about a flop, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I don't know if we all, any of us had very high hopes for him. No, I certainly didn't. When I saw him bend down and refuse to bend well, his knees, I knew it was over. I think the vignettes kind of hyped it up like, oh, this guy's going to be interesting. And then, well, yeah. Why you got to be so mean? It's me, Waylon Mercy. Why you got to be so mean to me? I'm Waylon Mercy. (laughs) My name is Waylon. Waylon Mercy. Yeah, Why Diesel's fucking Diesel? hitting a squash match right here, dude. He just big booted him. One. Fuck two. yeah. Well, all right. He's okay. Well, he's done. He's done. Fuck That's the last yeah. time we see King Mabel. There's no way he well, hold is on. back. I just turned around and turned the light on, and I nearly missed that entire Oof. match. Yeah, he just hit a big boot and pinned him, and now he's, he, well, he's dropped Mo with a jackknife. 
So that's the end of that, right? I mean, that's what that is. Fucking thank God, dude. Um, if if Diesel is Big Daddy Cool, can Mabel be Big Fatty Cool? <laughs> that would be, and then put him in the same gear and shit. Yeah. I don't know. Do huh. we want to have him in the same gear? I mean, maybe he eventually does wear the same gear as Big Daddy V. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So. Diesel then hit the rest of his entrance after winning the match. <laughs> yeah. I'm down for that. That was your feature, your other featured match of the night, and it went oh, fucking four God. seconds. <laughs> Let's go back to some pay-per-view replay here, Vince. <laughs> and to think that was the SummerSlam 95 main event. Oof. Yeah, right. Exactly. It, went, it went seven seconds. Oh, no. They're getting an interview with these. Hey, listen, uh, King, shake my hand there. Yeah, I don't think so, buddy. I'm too cool. I'm going to get this blonde here who's not Pamela Anderson, but she's a lot cheaper. So come on over here, honey. We're going to walk this way towards the Spanish. Oh, I'm going to give it to her raw tonight. Am I right? I ain't wearing no glove on this hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, getting graphic here on Nightgo Bob. (laughs) I like that uh, Jerry Lawler's really pissed, but, like, she was too old for him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What's Kevin Nash yelling here at the camera? I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. Those cheerleaders are more of Jerry Lawler's age range. Oh, yeah. Why do you think they got booked? Yeah. But we have a trophy presentation, it said. For what? I don't know. A trophy presentation for something. Smoking guns. Oh, to the smoking guns. Hey, there's Ahmed Johnson. Marty Janetti. Brooklyn Brawler's got his own cutout. Oh, that's the trophy. Is that the trophy? Yeah. I like how Hakushi's just in the corner. Hey. I don't speak English. Oh, fuck. They just destroyed it. Well, now they did. Okay, come on, Brooklyn Brawler. Brawler just tried to attack them, and there's seven other people in the fucking locker room. How'd what you like that, that product placement? Brisk. Yeah, brisk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Brisk straight in the cooler. Not even I, bottles of brisk. Just I, will, brisk. I like that they go, <laughs> did he just dump brisk on him? <laughs> well, what are they doing? They're just putting like styrofoam cups in there and scooping out brisk. I was going to say, cooler? how is that working? What yeah. are you doing? Oh, man. That makes no sense. Well, it was half empty, so somebody's been drinking it. Brisk is good shit. No, I don't like brisk. I, I like real tea. Any iced tea. No, man, screw all that. I Jerry like- 21, Fresno, California, 7 Eastern, exclusively on pay-per-view, unless you watch it the next night, probably for I'm free. fucking apparently. Diesel Owen, British Bulldog. Oh. Dory Funk Jr. What the hell? <laughs> King King Mabel's gonna be there. Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. Barry Horowitz. Yokozuna. Tatanka. Hey. He must have got cleared from charges. Oh, that's right. Oh, and that's it. But oh, that's Vader. Oh. 
Oh, oh this is weird. Look at my titties. Him moonsaulting on a trampoline. Why do what they keep showing him in a field? Yeah, I don't know. He's on a trampoline, dude. He did look pretty badass in that vignette. I'm two not in the lie. pink and two in the stink, baby. What's up, Jay? It's Vader time. It's going to be weird with Vader on WWF TV, dude. Yeah, that's going to be weird. I don't know if I really like that vignette very much. I didn't mind it. It's all right. Shawn Michaels press conference next week. And we're going to get the encore of Brett against British Bulldog. Oh, great. British Bulldog. So that's another, what, 22 minutes of just repeated material? Okay. Oh, billion, Billionaire Ted's Wrestling War Room. Well, we need more action from our stars. They have some suggestions. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, it's Mr. Russo! Holy crap! Vince Russo's in these. I didn't realize that. They're showing, they're showing uh, like Ahmed doing the Pearl River Plunge, Jackknife by Diesel. Two out of the three guys they just showed will be on WW or WCW TV this year. Right. So that's pretty funny. Mean Jeans there. Just said, okay, I love how can you boys do? I love and, how Huckster's shirt is on backwards. Oh yeah, yeah that's great. That's ridiculous. The new generation, yet they just promoted that Dory Funk Jr. will be in the fucking Royal Rumble. Fuck yeah, them. dude. Fuck them for that. Yeah. No, dude. dude. Okay, well. Dory Funk Jr. is like, is like Alex Wright. That's bullshit that they did that. <laughs> Just a hater, dude. Now listen, I know it's going to be a slow build here. In 96, but that was a real shitty start. That was a bad episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I'm depressed. And you know what? You know what I can't wait to look forward to? Is seeing Brett and British Bulldog again on Raw next week. Because, man. Yeah, what I, is that bullshit, dude? Like, are you serious? It's just lazy. It's them feeling like they just need to fill time i just i don't know it's bullshit maybe you can't download episodes of tv i don't know i know you could download movies Mm. i thought you could download this stuff yeah i don't know yeah for offline whatever right that's what i was hoping offline viewing yeah um, let's see. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing an option. Well, I'll tell you, for the first episode of Raw for the year, like you guys were saying, pretty disappointing. It, it had some intrigue with like the angle of Raw Bowl, I guess. But really, beyond that, when it actually came to the delivery of that match, it was a cluster. Uh, I don't really think anybody came out looking better than they did before, as far as overness. If anything, I think it killed the heat between a lot of the people. Um, I think the tag teams fought themselves more than they fought other teams. So, I don't know. I think overall it was pretty much a lackluster first episode of 96. I mean, 
how much new content and new programming and new angle development did we really get? Not a whole hell of a lot. We got some promotion for the Rumble, which was good. Uh, glad they're starting here because if not, they're going to start running out of time pretty fucking quick to be promoting that pay-per-view. Uh, but all things considered, man, I don't know. And maybe one positive we can take out of this episode is that King Mabel is seemingly done in the main event scene. Um, I would hope so. I mean, yeah, especially after that. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Not a not a great episode for sure. Yeah, it's gonna thumbs down for me. I uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's fair. I'm pretty disappointed, by the way, that uh, you can't download episodes because it's going to make the watch-throughs of these pretty brutal, if that was any indicator. We just know that there will eventually be a light. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, you're saying it's a thumbs down as well, or what? Oh, yeah, man. It, and you know what? If they took out the replay of the Hogpen match... Maybe there's they could have done something that would have made me like it a little bit more, but that literally just killed everything for me. Yeah, I agree. With you. Yeah, it's like you're, I don't know, you're ballooning up the whole middle section of the show with that, and they played virtually the entire match. It wasn't just like, oh, let me let's play the last dramatic three minutes of the match. Like, no, mm-hmm. it was like the whole thing. Yeah. Including the aftermath of it all. And it's like, well, is it really that important? Probably not. Yeah. Um, you know, say what you want about the vignette. I'm excited to see Vader on weekly TV. I think it's a much needed heel uh, on screen main event wise that we're going to really, really need. And it's going to feel really weird. And I kind of like that. I like that. It's going to feel like, why is this WCW guy? On WWF TV. Because really before Vader. Maybe Flair you could say that with. But this feels big. Like wow Vader on WWF TV weekly. It's just. I think it's one of those moments in time where. We're going to see this more and more often. Where these guys are kind of jumping between shows. And this star's over here now, and what kind of impact is that going to make? I think it's important to kind of really note Vader's vignette here. Well, and I think it's also important to point out that he's coming in as Vader. Yeah. And, yeah. And, like, it's not like Dustin Rhodes who they're like, ah, gold dust. Yeah. Like, no, no that's a good they, point. Vince literally said the man they call Vader. I mean, right. it's him. It's his outfit. It's his mask. Nothing has changed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, if Dustin, if if Dustin Rose would have came into WWF as Dustin Rose, if it would have as much of an impact. Well, no, I don't think so either. And I, I think, but I think the hindsight helps with realizing that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Vader to me feels like a big deal. Like wow, Vader's coming in. He's been like a main event guy for WCW I'm for the last couple of years. I'm excited for him. I've I've always been a Vader fan. So, and he's got a whole, I mean, how many fresh matchups does the guy have here? Oh my God. Well, this is some, this is something they need for the main event scene. So I think it's going to, 
that's going to help to bring in a pretty well-known name right into well, the mix. I think having a guy like Vader coming in and debuting at the Royal Rumble, as a viewer, you're probably thinking he's a, he's a favorite to win it. Oh, for sure. You know, if, you I mean, Brett's, Brett's your champion. It's like, okay, we're going to get Brett Vader. And right. honestly, if you're looking at WrestleMania 12 as Brett and Vader, that's a dream match, like a WWF versus WCW dream match. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's huge. I, huge I think it's a huge one. So, and I really, would be all what? Well, and what better opponent for Brett? He always works best with guys who are bigger as, like, the underdog wrestler yeah. guy. So it's like match made in heaven, basically. No, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And it almost feels like the Sid thing. Like, Sid came back with a good amount of hype for me. Like, we were... Yeah. I remember me and Bob specifically being like, yo, I can't wait till this motherfucker's on WWF TV. I just hope it's not like Sid, where, yeah, he's good for, like, a month, and then, like, he's absolutely trash. Well, I really well, hope it, it's not that. It didn't help Sid that his real first feud was with fucking Diesel, and they had horrible matches. Right. And I think it's very safe to say that Vader is a far superior in-ring wrestler oh, than God. Sid would ever want to be. Yeah, absolutely. So that alone... Yeah, for sure. So that alone is going to probably make this... A little more entertaining. Yeah, I hope so too. Forward, I hope so too. So, uh, all right. Well, next week's episode, like we, like, all we really know of is Bret Hart and uh, British Bulldog Encore. So again, <laughs> yippee! And then uh, Jarrett against Hakushi are the uh, advertised matches. I'm sure we're gonna get another Billionaire Ted thing because, like, that's a I think a weekly segment till WrestleMania. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's like it's gonna be like a trope that they do yeah. moving forward. Which to me, even with this first one, just feels cheap and like, why are you dedicating time to this bullshit? Like, think of it today, how silly it would be if to almost close out Raw, WWE put on a thing with like a fake Tony Khan. And, like, fake Young Bucks. Like, that would seem so fucking corny. Nobody oh, yeah, would think it's, it's cool. Well, yeah, because it's it's not... It, I think it goes a little bit beyond, like, oh, them acknowledging them. It's even... It's, like, it's just doing goofy shit and, like, wasting time. Well, and it makes you look like you're worried about it. Like, if you're doing that, you're worried about it. Yeah, you're better off just ignoring it. Absolutely. Which is what they would normally do, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of it. I don't think it's funny. Like, if I was a, a WWE fan at this time, WWF fan, I think it's having the adverse effect. Oh, there's a show with uh, Macho Man on it that I'm not watching? Uh, okay. Oh, what what is it? Oh, Ted Turner? Oh, well, it must be on... Turner's network. Oh, it must be WCW. Like you're leading me to the product. Like, oh, let me go find Macho Man because, like, yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah. Compared to fucking Mabel. Oh yeah, let me go watch Macho Man because I like him. It's free advertisement. Really? I mean, if you think about it, it's backwards. But fuck, I th I don't know. I just think that's stupid. It's a waste of their TV time. You could be progressing. You could have a whole backstage fight in that amount of time that they just did that. 
And that's promoting your TV, your stars, and your storylines. Mm-hmm. It's just like, come on. It, it feels desperate to me. No, but I don't know. I think uh, I think once we move past the fuck, it, the beginning of the year is always like this. It's like the lead up to the Royal Rumbles. Eh, but then the Royal Rumble tends to be pretty good. And then after the Royal Rumbles tend to be pretty good. And then you get to King of the Ring and then everything falls down a fucking mountain. SummerSlam can be hit or miss, but hopefully 96 will be uh, a different outcome. Yeah, so we got uh, two weeks before Royal Rumble 96. I'm looking forward to actually watching Royal Rumble 96. I'm not sure how many times I've watched it completely. Yeah, Um, I don't know. But I think I'm going to really enjoy watching that one. But in the meantime, we have two more weeks of Raw before then. Uh, You guys got anything else for this week's episode or no? Is there any super shows before Royal Rumble? Do they do like a pre-rumble super show or anything like that no okay all right i was just making sure no we'd have the rumble and then uh before mania there's in your house six. Oh. and then uh yeah there's nothing after that like okay. all of march is not it's just tv got it yeah i i don't know part of me is gonna miss those I enjoyed those little super shows or special shows that they would do because as we've oh, seen like the, the past, March to yeah, 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 you don't do them anymore. Well, because as we've seen in the past, those tended to be better than the actual pay-per-views they were promoting. So I don't know. Just yeah. March to things. WrestleMania nine is better than to WrestleMania nine. 100%. <laughs> I think that's insane. But... 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it, it'll be different too, because now we're going to have, for a full calendar year in your house is at least, you know, to fill in the gaps. So the pay-per-view every month. Yeah. So that'll Which be might be why they get rid of like the March to WrestleMania. That's what I figured. I just wanted to make sure because I do, like I said, I did really like those, but what are you going to do? All right. Well, that should do it for this week's episode. Uh, the March to the Royal Rumble is on the way. And uh, WrestleMania 12 is going to be a doozy. So hopefully you guys will continue to follow along here as we have begun Season 4 of Icopod. Hopefully we can survive. If we, can, if we survive 95, we can survive. Oh, dude, yeah. It's all Absolutely. gravy. Absolutely. It's all gravy from here. 96 can be worse than 95, and I ain't even going to put it over as worse than 95. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, then. Uh, until next week, for Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Klein Jr., and this has been Icopod. You gotta hear it. <laughs> <laughs>